morning, folks. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat Monday, April 17. Good to see a few of the early birds here. A few of you on already. Morning, David. How are you, mate? Luke, good to see you. Hope you're all uh, hope you're all rested after the weekend. Looks like it might be heading into colder times. Anyway, let's crack on with the show today. But before we do, do some little intros as always. Jason Witten's my name. If you didn't already know, most of you do. But if you don't, say hello in the chat. Let us know where you're coming in from. People join our little morning lives from all over the place. Um, from Florida in the States all the way to the UK, all the way around Australia. It's always good to see where people are dialing in from and what they're up to, so let us know if you're feeling like saying hello. Morning, Chris. Good to see you, mate. Great to see you here. Every morning we get together and do this at around about 10 past 8, most of the time. Anyway, 10 past 8 to about 12 past 8, <laughs> depending on how I'm rolling for the morning. But, uh, you know, I've been property investing for many years, done a few deals and uh, along the way, learned a couple of things and share them with you guys each morning. Alex is all the way from Cairns. Alex, great to have you here, mate. Thanks for joining. Who else is in the house? Sharon, down there, Ballina by the sea, living in the uh, living the dream down there, Sharon. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. And uh, one or two people in the Facebook groups behind the veil, behind the private group Facebook veil. Hello. Good morning to you. There you go. Hey, so what I thought we might do today is talk about what's going on. Like pretty big numbers uh, of new people into the country. And uh, what is that doing and or going to continue to do to our property market? Uh, and many of us are already seeing this already happening. Catherine from Newcastle. There you go. Great mix of locations today. Camping in Torquay. Nice, Chris. Torquay's a not lovely place to camp, actually. Camped there once or twice myself. Morning. There's Deb. Deb is in the house. Hey. So a lot of people, folks. I said it in the uh, I said it in the little intro, but uh, you know. Large amount of people. Now, depending on which numbers you're looking at and whatever, um, the numbers vary a little, but they're pretty significant when it comes to the bottom and the top right now. And depending on the snapshot, um, you know, that is, you know, a 500,000, 500,000 new people in that period of time. And I actually think that's... um, you know, gotten closer to 600,000 now the other day when I was looking at some numbers, some newer numbers with student populations earlier this year and so on, right? And a significant amount of people, um, if you have a look at some of these changes down here with our population team, have a look at the difference. Let's let's do some, you know, let's do some... Um, you know, chatting here when it comes to, all right, let's, how long did it take to go from, call that 18 million people to 20 million people? What's that, 91 to 94? Oh, shivers, I should have done a bit better math on that. 
90, uh, uh, 91 to 94, 90 to, I don't know, what's that, 15 years? Is that 15 years? Okay. Follow, follow along here. Maybe help me out in the chat. <laughs> I should have prepared this. All right, 15 years to go in, uh, from 17.4 million to 20 million. Right. To go from 23 million to 24 million, uh, that took three years. Okay. And then to go from 25 million to 26 million, uh, that took, uh, what's that taking? Uh, four years. Four years. And let's have a look at this. Let's say that's the start of 21, 21, and then this is 23, 2023. We're on track here, 2023, 2024, very easily another. That would be 27 million. Maybe that's in two years, right? The point is, team, a significant population Increase the largest we've seen. If you have a look, that since we've been carrying some stats here, well over 40 years, what's that going to do to our property market? Where do we sit? What's going on? Well, let's have a look at that today as we move into the next phase. The next phase of the property market is already underway. Uh, well, it was well underway about six to nine months ago. What's the first phase often? Tell me in the chat if everyone's listening. You know, we've had, we had capital growth. Things adjusted a little bit. Um, what often is the first sign of things to come in the future when we see a market movements, market changes? Morning, Melinda. I'm, I Trying to ask you the question without giving the answer away. What's the thing that sort of tends to go first, the leading measure in real estate uh, that sort of takes off first often before capital growth? Boom, Chris is on it. I'm glad you sort of understood my cryptic question, Chris. (laughs) Rental growth, team. Rental growth is off and rolling. Rents go up. Dead right, Sharon. Dead right. Rents go up folks and uh you know we're well underway and rental shortages yeah because we've actually got a significant construction issue here in australia right now so that's quite um quite a challenge for the market but rents are going up rents are going up significantly massive population into australia where do they all go folks tell me which which state tell me the top three states in order um and you can do you know you can do um V for Victoria, you can do T for Tasmania, you can do W for WA, whatever. Do that. The top three states that have got the most people uh, over the COVID period in the last little bit. So during COVID, during COVID, let's do during COVID. During COVID, uh, Melinda reckons Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane in order. All right, let's see that. Anyone else got any differences? Which in order? Queensland, Melinda, just a big Queenslander. All right. Um, Victoria, New South Wales, QLD. Um, all right, let's have a look. Where did they all go, team? Well, check out this. Net internal migration. Who is the winner, winner, chick and dinner? Now, this is not immigration. So that's it. So immigration here. So let's have a look. I'll do that in order. Okay. Yep. Melbourne. Um, Melbourne and Sydney, usually what happens, 
is the usually what happens is the lion's share goes to goes to team goes to those cities so certainly sydney by a smidge so we got first second third right third third by a long way away right all right they go okay but you know let's have a look at this all right and uh we have a bit of a sticky beak of what's going on. Now, Perth, Adelaide, that's not too bad in, in reality, but, uh, you know, Hobart, Darwin, you know, et cetera. So a large amount of people enter into the big cities, Sydney, Melbourne. Now, there's a little thing I'll talk about in a minute where you've got regional visas and city visas, but we'll talk about this because it's important to understand and know how Australia is approaching this stuff and for us as property investors to understand a few things. Anyway, let's have a little look, all right? Let's have a little look. So they land in the big cities, and I've, I've, given, the, I've given the answer away already, and then net internal migration, <coughs> excuse me, net internal migration, look at that, all right? Since the start of the pandemic, 100,000 people, internally in Australia, moved into Queensland, right? So that's pretty significant as well and uh, often. And this is now the pandemic accelerated this idea, uh, accelerated this idea. It didn't necessarily, you know, expose it. Well, not expose it, but start it because it's always happened. You have migration come into the big cities, Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, people land here and go, well, you know, I don't like city living. I'm going to move. And uh, the tendency is to move north in, in Australia uh, to Queensland, right, to move north. What, what's a few reasons? Tell me a couple of reasons, team, that uh, a lot of people like the idea of moving to Queensland. Or what's a general idea? And it didn't have to be about the pandemic. What was one of the major reasons? That, uh, that, that people would move from, let's say, Sydney and Melbourne to places like Brisbane um, or even some of the closer regional cities around the cities. Chuck that in the chat for me. Why would, what, what's a, a, a motivator, a, a pretty important one? More affordable, yep. Um, yeah, a few of those. <laughs> I love it. I love how the people say weather. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. But you get up here, uh, you get up here, and it's sticky and sweaty, and you're like, "Oh, the weather's rubbish." Um, but the majority of the ones, the majority, yeah, lifestyle certainly as people age as well, and families, um, but certainly lower cost of living. All right, we've got um, David's here, lower cost of living, um, lifestyle, uh, weather. <laughs> all right, so you know they they move north, and and were they were they there? Excuse me. Were those things true, and will they stay true into the future? Good questions. That's something we need to know as property investors as well. So people enter the country, usually into the major cities, and um, <laughs> Sharon, and then then they spread out. They they move to other places in Australia. Um. So there's a couple. There's a couple of uh, things. There's a couple of things to appreciate and understand, all right, when it comes to the future of immigration in Australia as well. 
And uh, the difference, and this is these, I, I, I want you guys to understand this because this is pretty important. Category one major visas, let's say out of, let's say out of um, five, it's, it takes at, from an effort point of view to get into these, these areas. You've got to jump a few hoops. Um, and then, so if you want to, if you want to come into Australia and a cat and you want to get into a category one area or, or get a category one visa folks, that's most of the cities, like most of the major cities, right? Or it's, and, um, it's really just Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, the major cities, the three big ones. That is, uh, it's the hardest visa to get, right? It's the hardest visa to get into. So we think about immigration as we go. Student visas are different, folks. There's about, I think there's about 600,000 students. I, sh- I should have grabbed that, actually. Someone might be able to Google it while they're sitting there for me. Um, how many students student visas are in Australia? Like, I think it's about 600,000. So if you are permanently migrating to Australia and you want to apply to get a visa, then, you know, how easy is it to get a visa? So if you want to go to the major cities, well, they're out of five. It's the hardest one to get. If you want to go to a category two, now check out this. This is the interesting thing. We've got to think about this stuff. Have a look at the cities. Can you guys see the cities? Like, can you guys see the cities that are category? Um, yeah, exactly. Like people, like in in the Gold Coast right now, uh, it's it's a bit of a hotspot for people from Brazil, right? Um, uh, Brazil as well. So think about this. Um, so tell me, folks, look on the map, look on the screen and tell me, you know, these locations that you see. All right. Have a look. Now, is, is Perth uh, 469,000? Thanks, Deb. So there's a chunk of, there's a chunk of students um, in there as well. But, but look at this. Look at this, team. Is Perth a Category 1 major city? No. In 2019, the Australian government changed. Thanks, Deb. Perfect. Uh, the Australian government changed the definition of what a regional, um, uh, what a regional, what a regional location was. Look, Perth regional, WA like Perth regional. Check it out, right? Regional Adelaide, regional Hobart, regional, and check out these ones here. Have a look at the cities that are regional. What's this one in the middle? Anyone know what that one is? That's Canberra, ACT, regional. Wollongong, Newcastle, regional. Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, regional. Geelong, regional. So when you see some statistics, and I'll show you some stats in a minute. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got them. When you see, oh, the regions are growing, well, the reason the regions are growing, folks, is because of the visa changes. And a lot of people are going directly into these regional locations, and those regional locations are growing in value. Anyway, I think that's important to understand as we move forward when it comes to the marketplace in Australia. So a bit more difficult to get into Category 1, Category 2 straight in. And if you want to go, you know, Darwin or anywhere, you know, up and down, you know, anywhere else, well, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's easier to get in, right, as we go. So what's happening? What's happening with all these people? Well, the rents have gone up. 
Okay. Now this is this is compounding growth, right? So some of the regionals have started to um, that's the rent per quarter. Some of the regionals are tapping out, like like maxing out. Now tell me why what's the um, what happens in the regionals, folks? And this is important to understand when you you don't you don't want to run off into the regionals and going, oh, they've received good capital growth and good rent. Um, Oh, that's great! I, you know, and maybe the the house price is you know a hundred grand less. I'll go buy in a regional area now. When when I'm talking regional, I'm not talking visa regional. I'm talking country regions, right? Um, there you go. <laughs> what? Boom! Sharon is on it. She's already nailed it for me. Check it out, right? What happens, folks, is regional areas are always held back by lower salaries, lower salaries, right? You don't have, you know, you don't have, you know, the average salary, the high average salaries in regional towns. And every single place, every single piece of real estate is attached in some way. The rent or the values is attached to someone's salary, folks. Like if people can't afford to pay the rent or if people can't afford to pay the mortgage, the property prices aren't going to go up. The rents aren't going to go up. There has to be disposable income for values to rise, okay? So if you go to a small town uh, and it was compressed for ages anyway and it's got, you know, a short-term boost in it, but those those salaries uh, are never going to grow like in the cities, well, it's going to be held back. Everyone understand? So... That is why, that's why the regionals are getting compressed quicker than the capital cities. And we're now seeing changes, positive changes, in the compounding capital growth of the capital cities once more because just purely because the population is increasing significantly, right? So by and large right now, the population in the last couple of years is pretty well between 2 and 3% increase, which is pretty significant, right? So we saw the interest rates go up, but we also saw the population go up. And while we've seen some small adjustments in the median house price over time, what we're going to see now is the pressures of the population increases that are going on, Okay. And which is pretty cool. So, got a lot of people here. What does that mean to us? How can we be in place to benefit from this stuff? Well, team, we've got a couple of things as a headwind holding us back. Where would we invest? You know, what would we do? A couple of things to consider. Okay, a couple of things to consider as we go along, right? Let's have a look right now. Now, let's zoom in on this because this is pretty important to understand. Where I should have asked, I should have, I should have got rid of that. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, what may what major city in Australia has got the lowest median house price? Lowest median house price. Anyway, I've given it away, but anyway, let's do this. Lowest median house price. Lowest median house price. Check it out. Lowest median house price in Australia, Perth. It's a terrible drawing. Anyway, um, Perth. Number, like lowest median house price. Now, in the chat, tell me which city in Australia has 
the highest median salary. Which has got the highest salary in Australia? Which, which city? Tell me, folks. And then number two, because this kind of ties in. Bum, bum, bum. We'll see. We'll see if anyone knows. The highest salaries in Australia are in Canberra. Number two. Number one. Yep. A few people know that already. I've, I've, I've said that one before. And number two is actually Perth. Okay. So it's interesting. You go, okay, well, you know, should I get into Perth? And the answer is probably, um, is, it, is it the right time? You know, are we going to have some issues or challenges? One of the big things holding Perth back is going to be the supply issue, massive supply issue. And while that's going to be great for existing properties, then, folks, we need to understand, can the existing infrastructure in Western Australia deliver any new properties um, and or, you know, keep up with the marketplace that's there already? Um, our mortgages have gone up a fair bit. We've got a massive shortfall um, in, that, in that stuff. One of the challenges in, let's say, Perth, is the delivery of stock. They've had major builders over there saying we're not taking on any new construction for the next 12 months. Um, major shortages in in um, in construction teams, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to make sure you understand what's going to happen if you're going to invest like that. Anyway, there's about – there's heaps more I was going to talk about this morning. But, again, I think sometimes I bite up a little bit more than I can chew. So maybe we'll talk about – the marketplaces on the back of this conversation over the coming week. Like what's the pressures and where, and, you know, these regionals slash Gold Coast, you know, Sunny Coast, uh, Wollongong, Newcastle, they have been receiving lots of support from the government for capital growth as well. So there you go. I'm done. I'm five minutes over. Well, I'm not finished. I'm not done, but uh, time's up. Wealth Coffee Chat over and over and out for today, folks. All right. We shall take this up again tomorrow. Join me tomorrow for part two and maybe the rest of the week, part two and part three of this conversation about what's going on out there and uh, how do we get ready? We'll see how we roll. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat finished. You guys be awesome. Be well. <coughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Takes time. To build a property portfolio, don't get carried away. You've got to buy well, don't sell. That's my motto. Anyway, there you go. All right, team, that's it. I better go, let you go. See you over and out. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.